Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today, we are joined by Therese Lang McDonald, owner of Candiality, located at 5225 North Clark. Candiality carries thousands of bulk items and sweet treats, including gummies, sours, taffy, and more. If you want to view paradise, close your eyes make a wish, and enter into a world of pure imagination. Just look for the Sweet Corner Candy Shop next to the Blue Dollar Horse. Welcome, Therese. Thank you so much for being our guest today on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. So, Therese, you have locations in the Southport Corridor, which opened 10 years ago in December of 2007, and Water Tower Place. Why did you choose Andersonville as a location, and what makes your unique store a good fit for the Andersonville neighborhood? Well, Actually, I just lived so close to Andersonville, just down the street in the Grayson West neighborhood. So I had my eye on Andersonville almost from the beginning. Um, And I think that this is just such a great area for family. And uh, it's so vibrant. It's really filled with a lot of small independent businesses. And that's who Candiality is. And do you feel like the stores themselves have different personalities? Um, maybe slightly, but, um, really most of them are kind of interwoven to be very much the same so that if someone visits, uh, Andersonville and then they go down to water tower, there is a sense of similarity, although we may have one or two product differences depending on, um, on the area. Cause we do buy individually. We don't buy all in mass. So we try to, um, curate, uh, for the consumer that's shopping at each store. Well, Therese, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you into the world of candy? Yeah, it's kind of uh, very diverse. (laughs) Um, I actually, um, I am um, a political science major by, um, I guess, trade. And I actually, years ago, was in um, a a uh, the intern for Governor Thompson when he was in office back in the 80s. Uh, I quickly, after... um, my heart and desire of being in government um, quickly ran out of Springfield and uh, decided that there was a bigger and better world, I guess, for me, although I still really love politics and government a great deal. Um, And I found myself in the beauty industry. And uh, so it was high end. I worked for a lot of major designers in the beauty beauty world, um, in cosmetics and in fragrances and uh, mostly in sales in the Midwest. And then I happened to rose in the position of training and sales development. And when I left the industry in 2007, I actually was the vice president for East Saint Laurent Cosmetics. So I officed in New York, I was based here in Chicago, and I traveled really throughout the US and Europe. That's why your lipstick always looks so good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, I, lipstick is my... <laughs> now we know your secret. <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, my guard. <laughs> yeah, I, I love lipstick. Um, and so during that course of being in the cosmetic industry um, one, and, and in training, one of my jobs was to create like modules for all the people that worked in store that would come for trainings. And I stumbled across an idea of Candy and Personality Association, how you could eat better. And I thought this would be a really great icebreaker for people to get comfortable and open to learn and and to kind of make the the whole training seem really fun. So my staff and I wrote this whole module about your candy that you loved and what it said about your personality and then how you could sell better. And I have to say that it was an unbelievable experience. I mean, people that that didn't like each other became best friends over a piece of candy at a barroom table. It opened up the dialogue. What I re- what I witnessed was that 
you know, Candy really crossed like socioeconomic backgrounds and, uh, uh, you know, religions, races, everything, classes. And so um, the company I worked for was French. They had heard about our module. They asked my team and I to go overseas and teach it. So we taught it internationally. And that even opened my eyes up, like even further about how candy is such a conduit for people. And so when I had the break in my career 11 years ago, I was going to open up a beauty apothecary. And then I decided to ditch it and because I just love the whole candy experience so much. And so I just ripped up those plans and sat down and wrote plans to open up Candyality. And quite frankly, that was like the end of July of that year. And in just the middle of December of that year, I opened the store. So interesting. You went from like one world of like mm-hmm. color and sense to a mm-hmm. whole another world of color and sense. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because really that that's the one thing that that it is so sensorial candy is. And that's the one thing I think from my prior experience that I brought into it and realized is, is that how sensorial the whole candy experience is. And we are going to delve a little bit further into that candy personality in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, we wanted to ask you a little bit more about um you serve as the president for the SSA Commission at the Southport location. Can you tell us a little bit about what it means to give back to your community as a business owner? Um, sure. I mean, I feel that um, that I have had a lot of really um, big corporate experiences, you know, in addition to my small independent, um, you know, experience as well of owning Candiality. And I have, I think, a lot of strengths. Um, I also live, I think, within the community. I live halfway between Southport and Andersonville. So I'm a real community kind of a person to begin with. And so um, I was a little bit hesitant, I guess, when they tapped me a few years ago to serve on the SSA. And um, but then when I realized that I was working along other business owners and residents of that area and how we tried to find ideas um, that were really good for the common good of the community, it really tended to be a lot of fun. So I really enjoy it. I really um, appreciate how hard the rest of the commissioners, how hard and how thoughtful they are of the things that we're doing to try to take like the Lakeview community into like the next genre, which to me is super exciting because there's a lot of things going on there. Um, I used to think that it was pretty, I don't know, kind of vanilla, plain, safe. And we're doing a lot of public seating, uh, a lot of murals, a lot of art. So it, the I think that that it's really coming alive in a little bit of a different twist. So it still has that sort of like, you know, safe feeling and, and, um, but that I think that it also, we had like maybe a little bit of pepper to it, you know? And it kind of, uh, nods back to your political background then a little mm-hmm. bit, correct? It does, which is so interesting <laughs> that it does. Um, I didn't think I'd ever would go back to politics, but yes, a little bit it does cause it's an appointed, you know, position. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I just hope I do a good job. I hope that I serve the community well is really, is really what my feeling is. Well, we are just finishing up National Candy Month. For our listeners that don't know, June is National Candy Month. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Oh, well, so it's just like a celebration of candy. I mean, when you think about the power of sweets and candy is a 33, almost $34 billion business. So it's rather large. And, um, and that you know June is June's our month. We you know celebrate every day, and there's different different things to highlight, different products. So um, for us, you know, every day is is Candy Month, really, because we get to celebrate every day. But I think it's pretty exciting that that uh, that we recognize 
the power of candy and recognize the celebration of, of, of it. So are there um, national kind of candy conferences that you go to or anything like that? There is. At the end of May every year, there is the Sweets and Snacks Expo, which actually happens to be here in Chicago. And if you can imagine, it's 18 football fields just with nothing but candy and snacks. Oh <laughs> so it is, um, I don't, you can't even get in. Like, honestly, you're, it sounds like it, that would be such an incredible experience. But honestly, the reality is that after your first 20 minutes, uh, you really can't even eat anymore because there's just so much there. So you have to really learn how to pace yourself and uh, and take it slow. Um, you know, be discerning with what you want to what you want to eat at the minute at the minute that you're there, and then what you want to take with you. But it is really fun because candy is really has a lot of innovation to it. Uh, there's a lot of history to it, and there's a lot of cool things that are always happening with it. Cool products, you know, cool licensing, and um, I don't know. I just get all jazzed every time I go because that when you think about like I think about some of these American classics like like the Necco wafer is from 1848 and it's still like relevant today mm -hmm. in 2018. The Tootsie Roll is like 1894. I mean, I, I just, I mean, I get in awe of that because like Tootsie Roll is still like the number one chocolate chew in the world. And so I think like, God, like what are we creating today that is going to have that type of longevity you know, in 100 to 150 years from now. And I don't even think that Apple is really is even going to be relevant. I hate to say it, and people may <laughs> beg to to differ with me, and that's okay. But I think that, that the candy industry, like there's just so many cool things about it. So when we go to that sweets and snacks, it's just like, uh, it's just so motivating. Yeah, I remember my, my dad used to take business trips to Peoria every mm -hmm. Every few months, and yeah. he always brought back Necco wafers for yeah. us. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. so cool. <laughs> so Candyology suggests that we each have a candy or a combination of candies that define our personality. And this is a fun addition you offer upon checkout in the shop. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So Candyality is a made up name and actually it's a registered trademark. So, you know, so it's protected. Nobody could steal it. And also we're only here in Chicago. So I think that's the cool thing that this experience can really only happen here in, in Chicago in our stores. So it's Candy and Personality Association. And so what it is, is on the onset, when you enter our stores, it looks like a candy store that's loaded with thousands of sweet treats and items. Um, but at checkout, when um, when you present your bag, you know, to the sweets shrink, as we call them, the candy doctor, uh, they will look at your bag and they will tell you based on what you've picked, uh, what it says about your personality. So candy is divided into 12 categories in our store. Um, all the shrinks are all trained on it. And, um, and they go through your bag and they give you a little insight to, you know, to that you are what you eat. So do you have a favorite candy? Well, I mean, after all these years, I have to say that I'm not too partial um, to, to any, any candy. I mean, I really like them all, but if I, if I had to pick one, um, it's always been my favorite even before I opened the store and that's Jelly Bellies. So what does that say about your personality? Uh, very creative and artistic and has a really good sense of imagination. Nice. Do you think that, you know, our, our candy personalities can shift over time? Oh, sure. I do. So you may, you know, you may have one personality one day and then, you know, and then a, a different one the next day. So, I mean, it, that it, it always does, it, it does shift, I think, depending on, on, on you and your eating habits because it's what you're eating. 
Well, do you think you could tell us our candy personalities today? Yeah, sure. If you tell me your favorites, I'll tell you what it says about you. Okay. <laughs> do you want to go ahead first, Joelle? Sure. Um, so today, if I walked in there, I think I would choose the Plain Jane Chocolate Hershey Kisses and then maybe the Twizzler Bites if you have them. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to premise with this is that we um, are soulmates to Willy Wonka, not Albert Einstein. So there's really no science in what we have to say. (laughs) (laughs) But there has been a lot of tried and true um, testing and tasting. And so I'm pretty confident with what I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay. So Mary Jane's Hershey Kisses and uh, Twizzler Nibs. Is that what you said? Not the Mary Jane's, just the Twizzler Nibs and the um, Hershey Kisses. Okay. Twizzler Nibs and Hershey Kisses. Okay. So... Uh, the chocolate tells us that you tend to gravitate toward things that you find comforting and familiar. Um, you are uh, very positive about life, kind of like you look at life through rose-colored lenses. Um, the Twizzler is great. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. Wishful thinking. No, it's a good thing. I don't know. I know Why are you know. hiding your candy personality from us, Joelle? <laughs> she must have looked at our poster, huh? <laughs> no, and then the Twizzler means that you go to the ends of the earth, not only for your candy, but your family and friends too. You're very kind and considerate and you're very loyal. That's true. Yeah. All right, Laura, you're up. <laughs> um, I, I've always been a huge fan of Smarties. Uh-huh. And I like um, anything with like a peanut butter and chocolate combination. Mm, those are good too. Okay. Yeah. Crunchy, the peanut butter and chocolate crunchy means you're really good at details. You're a good deal maker and negotiator. I'd that is say not you that. at all, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I know her. But <laughs> mm. And then the other Smarties. Okay, so Smarties is like sugar like a shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. So you are definitely competitive. <laughs> when you compete, you like to win. And like being number one, a perfectionist is like that's tops in your book. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and surprise, we have our intern, our summer Chicago semester intern, Josh, sitting in. So he is going to tell you what his favorites are. <laughs> Yeah, here I am. Um, my favorites are also the uh, chocolate and peanut butter pretzel. Uh-huh. Um, and then also pretty much anything with chocolate and, and nuts. And then um, if you have um, the gooey like watermelons also. Um, oh, like a sour patch watermelon? Yeah, like yeah. That? Uh-huh. So those are my favorites. Okay. So, well, it's a good thing he's your intern because that all that crunchiness of him means that he is really, uh, he's really good at all the details and everything. That's a pretty positive thing. Um, you weren't born in June, though, right? No. Because <laughs> sometimes that uh, you also might have like kind of a like a two personality kind of thing going on too, um, mm. which people have to always like kind of keep one eye open for. So watch <laughs> out, girls. <laughs> Gemini. So yeah. it's just June birthdays that we have to watch out for. No, no. <laughs> it's a similar. It's a similar trait, like a like a people say about Gemini's, but but not really. Um, and then. Uh, the uh, um, the watermelon. Mm-hmm. So that means that uh, you are a risk taker. So you like to mm-hmm. put it all out there. You like to have fun and adventure in your life because that you are very confident in you and your abilities and that everything will come back to you in a really positive way. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was super enlightening, mm-hmm. I think, for all of us. Um, so we know our favorite candies and your favorite candy, but are we, we're curious to know if there's a most popular candy and if it varies by store. So for example, do you know if there's a particularly popular Andersonville candy? Well, obviously the Swedish fish. Mm. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Swedish fish and sour belts. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else that I'm always, uh, the milk chocolate pretzel twist, malted milk balls, 
and uh, the English toffee slab. Those are the ones that, that come to mind that I'm constantly, constantly reordering, reordering here. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar to the other stores, but again, you know, everybody has like their, their sort of, you know, jam, you know. And how do your customers respond to the old time candies like the Necco wafers you were talking about, mm-hmm. Mary Jane's and Sugar Babies that you carry? Oh, yeah. I think that people like, like, it's almost like a museum when people come in. I think it's so cute that, um, they don't even realize that the candies are even made anymore, which they are still made and they're still fresh. So don't worry. Someone's not stocking <laughs> them not in archaic. some. It's yeah. not like when you buy an old pack of baseball cards yeah. and you eat the gum out of it. Right. There's no dust on them. They're all still freshly made. Um, but they they just stand there and marvel at like the, the whole retro wall of candies and then all the little penny candies. I think it brings people back like to their childhood. Or And I think it's kind of cool because it's an opportunity also when we have generations that come in, like the grandparents, the parents and the kids and the grandparents can share part of their childhood with their grandchildren through the the taste sense and I think that's pretty cool and they can get a glimpse of what candy was like when their grandparents were their age and it's pretty power it's pretty powerful and pretty fun and I think that people are um, seek us out because they know that we extensively stock the nostalgic candy and um, so if they're looking for something for themselves or for a gift um, and then also we had like the Necco wafer scare a few months ago, because you may or may not know that Necco, uh, was going out of business Ooh. and, um, and so we had stocked up with cases and cases of Necco wafers. Um, so to satisfy the public demand and, uh, and we were sold out a couple times and, um, I'm happy to report that we still have some Necco wafers in stock and also, uh, a company has purchased the uh, New England Candy Company, so they're going to be saved, which is great. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So speaking of stories um, from your customers, do you have a favorite one you'd like to share that you've heard over the years? Oh, God. I just um, have to say that when I run into random strangers um, and they find out that I own Candiality and they or their children tell me that it's their favorite store, and I have to say that it just really warms my heart because more than anything that, you know, you just can't even make enough money, I don't think, to even, you know, quantify that. And it just makes you feel so good as a person that you're like having an impact on someone's life to say that the, that you're their favorite destination and how kids beg their parents like they're going to do this or be good. You know, they're going to negotiate with their parents like for a trip to Candiality. And I think I think back to my own youth. And the fact of when I used to get my weekly quarter and we would, you know, go down, I'm one of seven children, so we would all like skip down to the local five and dime and we'd spend our quarter on candy. And I think about that experience, about how it still resonates with me and how big it feels for me. I feel that it's like really important and really responsible to reciprocate that for today's children. So I think it's great. So kind of speaking of those old candy shops, uh, you know, you know, obviously the movie Willy Wonka, you know, comes to mind when mm-hmm. they, you think of your store. Mm-hmm. Um, were you a fan of that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still a fan. We watch it almost every day with throughout one of the stores. And I think it's like great. I think it's so great because, that, you know, back when that movie was made, there wasn't a lot of technology. And so it was a lot of self-made technology compared to where we are today. And I mean, I just think it's so cool to think of the things they came up with and uh, 
I mean, it's a, it's just really fun. And it, it's it like never goes out of style. I mean, it's always like in kids are always watching. It. I think it's like so awesome. Do you have a favorite scene from that movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love like there's a couple. I love when Augustus Gloop is like constantly sticking his hand in the in the <laughs> in the in the all the creams and the and then the river and then he falls in the chocolate river. I love that scene. I love when Violet, you know, blows up into a blueberry, you know. And then my favorite, um, and this I share with my daughter because we still say this to each other, um, you know, hi, Cornelia, sweetie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. we all my, need to look for that gold yeah. dollar and yeah, the golden ticket. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. My favorite part was always when Charlie returned the everlasting gobstopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you don't just sell candy at Candyality, but you have a rather diverse product line. Can you talk a little bit about the other products you're offering right now, especially since it's summertime, including the new mochi and butterbeer yeah. and other unique finds? Yeah, so the mochi, that is like so popular. I, uh, it's like amazing. First of all, it's amazing if no one's ever had a mochi. Well, yeah, before. maybe we should like Yeah, what is a mochi? What mochi? Have so you had a Josh? Yeah. <laughs> you had a mochi, Josh. I have not. So it's a Japanese ice cream ball. So it's ice cream, then it's enrobed in like a rice dough, like a sweet, sweet rice dough. And it is the oddest thing, but it tastes so delicious. And I mean, I have to pull myself away every time I'm in a store because they just kind of call your name out. They're so good. And um, so the mochi has been a big hit for us and it's great for summer. And now we're selling them in, uh, you can get them in a waffle cone if you want to walk around and eat them wow. which is pretty Yum. pretty fun because everyone walks in the neighborhood in the summer mm-hmm. and then um we do make our own line of secret recipe caramel corn and cheddar corn and we have um unicorn um popcorn uh we have a new one right now the cheddar sriracha um is, and uh, hot cheeto that one wow. is like so awesome <laughs> and addicting. So I don't know what they I don't know what they they put in the hot Cheetos, but that really adds to the addiction for sure. Um, so and our our caramel corn is actually is a secret recipe. So you actually have to actually develop a recipe to make like your caramel and cheese corn. Um, that's why ours isn't really like any anyone else on the market because we have our own recipe that we developed for it. So I think that's pretty cool, you know. And then we carry um, you know like uh, gifting items. So we do sometimes bring a touch of political things in, some candies like impeachment mints and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Obama balm, and you know there's things <laughs> like that that are you know kind of fun and and uh, and sort of give a nod to uh, the things that are happening in the world as well. Um, and we have like uh, candy pillows, and I'm trying to think what else notebooks. Sometimes we bring books in that are relevant to either sweets or to maybe a uh, mise-en-scene that we want to create, you know, so. You also uh, create outfits out of like the candy wrappers oh, and yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's kind of one of our specialties. Yeah, do you so. want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so that just like started that um, it was an idea that that I had um, and I had been approached by uh, one of the malls downtown to um, – if they had, if they had given me uh, this great showcase, could I do something in it? And I, so I always wanted to make this candy dress. So my sister had helped me. My sister Julie helped me on the first one, and we created this really great Skittles dress um, to be showcased in the in the vitrine in the mall. And um, I couldn't believe how popular it was. And so then the next year for this fashion festival, then we decided to approach Wrigley Gum, 
um, because they're based here in Chicago, and we asked if they would sponsor us to do a series of dresses that would tell their story of their brands because it's such an interesting uh, lineage of brands and a Chicago company. And uh, so we created a retrospective with six dresses and told the story of the brands and uh, Wrigley obviously said yes to us. And it was way cool. I mean, people were just like so in awe. Um, And it's not like it's myself, it's my staff, and it's my siblings that all come together when we do these exhibits with the dresses and everybody gets their creative juices flowing. And they create some some really great things. And and, uh, it's really kind of under the guise of candy never goes out of style. And, um, and so that's how we tie it back to fashion. So um, so that whole thing has just kind of evolved. It's sort of a side side thing for us that we really enjoy to do. Um, throughout the years, we've done, like, I think about five or six exhibits. Many companies, the big companies hire us to make them for their showrooms or for events that they're doing. Uh, we sent some wearables to Las Vegas. Uh, we did a Skittles prom dress for a girl from Lakeview High School, which was so cute and popular. It was really great. And now we're secretly, we're working with... <laughs> secretly, as you tell yes. everyone on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't say who, but it is a, a, a Cubs couple, and um, and we're creating a his and her for them. So we're just getting all the things together, and, um, and we're going to work on that this summer. So watch out for our social media because uh, we'll be putting it up on social media. It should be a lot of fun. All right. Well, speaking of um, what's to come, can you tell us about some of your upcoming summer and fall events? Yeah. So, um, oh gosh, we have so many. Um, so we are obviously participating in the Andersonville, uh, the dessert and uh, dinner and dessert uh, crawl coming up. And then we are um, doing something really special. We've been tapped to be um, the sponsor of the very first Candy 5K in Chicago. Uh, super exciting. So mark your calendars. It's September 22nd, and it starts, I think, at 8 a.m. at Lincoln Park. Um, you can go online, candy5k.com, and you can sign up on the website. And there is going to be so much candy. It's going to be set up like a like candy land. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And there's going to be so much candy. So it'll be like, I guess my experience from the candy show will be your experience at the 5K run. Do you think people dress up as candies too? I hope that they do. I hope that people, people that that do the runs, they really do try to get into it. Um, But more importantly, I want to say that the run is actually that that uh, it is going to benefit Girl Forward, which is, yeah, which is actually Ashley from our staff is a mentor to Girl Forward. And it is, if you don't know what that organization is, it's a mentoring group for young girls um, that have been displaced, young refugee teens who've been displaced um, from their country. So um, so we're pretty excited about that. And I think they are, too, which is really great. So, Therese, we um, love to end every episode with this question. Mm -hmm. If you were able to trade places with one Andersonville business for a day, what would it be? Oh, so I heard that Rick (laughs) from uh, from the guest house suite said that he wanted to go to come to Candiality. And I think I would do a business exchange with him. That'd be great. (laughs) We should set that up. (laughs) And um, that's one we could probably make uh happen. I know. And I I think that I think that would be so much fun. I saw him. I was down at the hotel last week and uh, and I cracked up because I heard the rumor on the street that he wanted my job. And so I said, well, I kind of would like your job, too. I think it would be really fun, you know, to work in the hotel. And I love that hotel I think it's so cool um it's done so nicely and uh so maybe that he and I can do an exchange one day and he can sell candy and I can run the hotel I can just see Rick in that candy lab (laughs) coat Mm -hmm. yeah 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Sure. And thank you all for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Candiality, please visit Candiality.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at Andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.